Hello and welcome to the Everything With Our podcast, talking about all things life, current events and travel. Today's episode is a very special episode for me, especially. It's talking about delayed gratification and more specifically amongst our relationship with people and this complex dynamic. It has sort of a two-way fold. So it's focusing on delayed gratification in the sense of putting in compound interest, like what we do today gives us results tomorrow or hopefully a lot of positivity, especially with people and the relationships with them. And also focusing on the sort of story time tale that we always get told as children never to judge a book by its cover. So what is delayed gratification? In its most general sense, it is the resistance to the temptation of an immediate pleasure in the hope of obtaining a valuable and long-lasting reward in the long term. So as I said, more specifically focusing, of course, in this context with relationships with those around us and those we meet. Joining me to discuss this complexity is a very special person in my life. So joining us remotely on the podcast from Belgium is Demi. Welcome to the show, Demi. Thank you, Valerie. Hello. Yes. Please could you introduce yourself to all the listeners? Oh God, I feel like I'm in class again. My name is Demi. I live in Zulte in Belgium. I currently work as a piercer and I have my bachelor's degree in event and project management. Amazing. Yeah, so Demi and I actually met in Belgium. So in 2017, 2018, I was living in Belgium studying at the University of Antwerp. And I was doing my master's in yeah, in Dutch. It's called Politiek Wetenschappen, which is political science in English. But how we met is a little bit of a weird story and also our first day together. More so because it relates to this topic, because Demi was not feeling my vibe, one could say. I don't think she was <laughs> particularly interested in my human existence. But I had heard about Demi in December before I went to South Africa on vacation and then came back and she was, you were friends with one of our colleagues, right? Like that's how you were connected? Yeah, yeah. I was uh, friends with Diana and she got me in there. Mm, yeah, I thought so. So she knew one of our colleagues already and then they had signed her to start in January. So I knew when I was coming back from vacation, she would be there. And yeah, so we, I went to the first day and we were on shifts because you would either start in the morning or at around lunch and then you would walk, work till closing time. Yeah. And we worked for a furniture store. It's a Danish furniture store. And uh, I remember coming in and it was like Jana was also there on her first day. So we were working all together and then Jana left and it was just me and Demi. <laughs> and I was asking her because it's not that I don't speak Dutch. It's that I'm more obviously comfortable in English because my personality comes out a little bit more <laughs> easily in English, I would say. Yeah. So when I started speaking to Demi, I like asked her, I think it was like four hours before we closed, because we closed at eight. So I said to Demi, like, do you speak good English in Dutch? And she looked at me and she went, yeah. Guys, four hours of <laughs> silence after this moment. I think the only time after this we spoke was when we were doing the cash count, the register at the end of the day. Yeah, right? I that's guess the so. only thing else. Yeah, I didn't I, say a lot. No. And I wouldn't say like I think one thing just to add context here. Demi, how would you describe like because I think it adds relevance to every principle we're gonna talk about. Describe how you look to someone who doesn't know you. How would you describe it? <laughs> uh, can I say how I want? Like I mean, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna cry by other people. <laughs> like I mean 
I would, I mean, I'm going to fact check it. Let's see how accurate it is. I wish I could say I look tough, like, you know, but I don't. At the moment, I did have white hair. I do yeah. have quite a lot of piercings and tattoos. I remember I was wearing a black sweater dress with fishnet stockings and vans, obviously vans. <laughs> obviously vans. But the reason that I ask is actually like, unfortunately, I think it's still a huge societal thing but I mm-hmm. Demi if you just like meet her at face value very superficially she seems I mean she didn't she now says she doesn't but she does look very tough she has like a very hard exterior especially with all the tattoos the piercings and stuff I think in a very superficial form she's like a very I think some people would be quite intimidated by you if they just looked at you right like they didn't speak to you or get to know you at anything that's like such a compliment because when people know me they go from being intimidated by they go to calling me cute and i hate it i hate it so much because now when i to just add access like i think now that i know you like i think you're tough in other ways but i don't think in that way like in that sense i mean i'm not that intimidated by people i think it's because i've been told i'm intimidating so i think it's different but I think with you, it's not, I think you're just so much tougher in other ways. Like you're a lot more resilient to like life's hardships and stuff. I mean, you've been through mm-hmm. so much and you remain such like a positive light to so many people. Oh, that's so yeah. sweet. But so to just close off how we met, I digress. But I think it's just important so that if you've never like seen Demi, obviously in real life, just to just know sort of what it kind of came across because she kind of seemed a little bit stuck up when I met her since I mean I used the example but less than 24 hours later I came in for the morning shift to open the shop and she was coming in at 12 so I'm standing with one of our colleagues Raphael and uh, me and him were like speaking in English his girlfriend at that time was finished so he spoke English every day and we got along really well so we were speaking English and up comes Demi up the stairs she comes towards us and I'm like, oh God, she's not going to speak to me the whole day again. Great. And as soon as she hears us speaking in English, she starts to speak in what can only be described as an Australian thick English accent. <laughs> and I've never been so like baffled in my life because then it was like, yeah, then it was you and I against the world, like from that yeah. point. Yep. Because we were already talking yeah. about sex stuff on the on that day, like it went from like yeah. nothing, like not a word, to like very personal shit. Yeah, yeah, like extremely personable shit. And I think what was such an interesting polarizing thing is that, and it goes to our main topic, is that sometimes you just have to let people kind of warm up to you. I mean, if I just yeah. took, imagine I didn't really give you a chance after that, it would have been such a different experience at work and even in our friendship. And I think so many people do that because not everyone is like super keen on you in the first minute. So I think Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you shouldn't judge that book by the cover and really give them a chance, especially now. I mean, we were texting about this earlier. I think you're more natural, like like when people don't know you, they can think that you're quite introvert. Now that I know you, I think you're extrovert. (laughs) Well, yeah, I I like to think of myself as an introvert, but I'm just, when I really know someone, I I like being comfortable. Yeah, I would completely, I mean, there is no topic Debbie will not talk about. And when I say topics, like she will go in depth, like two points where you're like, okay, we don't need to know all about that, but great. Sharing is caring. We love it. But I think 
<laughs> what do you think? It also depends on how comfortable I am with someone. Because, like, yeah, sure. I, I, I don't know why, but to me, you came across as, like, of course, I, you came across, like, very, like, bubbly, like, you know, happy and very, you know, a fun per, uh, person yeah. where you can laugh with and stuff. But I did realize from the first second I saw you, like, I do not want to fuck with that woman. Like, I do not want to get <laughs> no, into a fight with her because she'll just punch me on the floor, you know? Like, no, I think, yeah, I have that sort of rigor, but I think it's, I can't even explain why. I mean, you've met my mom. She's very similar. Yeah, I would say it's the same sort of feeling. I think it's more of a, yeah, just a, fa- a face we wear. Like, it's just like that. But I think, and I can definitely use an example with Demi. I mean, but I think... We'll, we're going to talk about that example later in our experiences, but I think how it sort of progressed is that Demi now, it's the one person in my life that has my name tattooed on her body. <laughs> so yeah. we went from someone telling me, I yes, I speak English and I don't really want to acknowledge that you breathe, to now has my, tat- my name tattooed on your left arm. Like, uh, right on, right on. Right on, right on, yeah. And how that came to be is actually, so our friend Donal came and visited us at work and he was like, because, Demi, your relationship with Vans, how many pairs of Vans do you have or have had in your life? <sighs> they got to sponsor you. Vans, if you hear this, sponsor Demi. <laughs> uh, I think by now I, I sold a few. It kind of broke my heart a little bit, mm. but I sold a few. I think about 20, 30 pairs. Oh, shit. Damn. I've had more, wow. I think. Yeah, I think more. But so she was obsessed with the Vans logo. So one of our friends said to her because she was like, guys, I want to get a tattoo. And I mean, Demi, how many tattoos do you have? Oh, I have no idea. I stopped counting after 40. Because she's engaged to a tattoo artist, by the way. Probably the best investment besides, you know, <laughs> being happy. Like she just got engaged to one so she could save money. But I think like it's strange because so he said to her like why don't you get a tattoo and then joked with her get Val like she calls me Val get Val tattooed but in the shape or like replication of the Vans logo and I thought you were joking dude like you wear it really well I thought you were 100% bullshitting with me you were like yeah I'll get it well I thought you were daring me into it like (laughs) you were just like no you wouldn't do it and I wanted to prove that I would actually do it you know yeah no but she totally got me because I thought she would like when she said no no no, I'm definitely gonna do it like maybe a year later when she was drunk she got it no no guys one month after meeting me I get a snapchat <laughs> or like a video on my phone while sitting next to my mom of Demi she you just got your stencil like I don't even know this was before you yeah, uh, yeah you met the one so like you had a stencil of my name on your arm and then I thought because you had done your that was when you got your hand tattoo she has this really great hand tattoo and she was doing that it's the web right actually you know yeah it, it's like the broken glass on my elbow that mm. I got done then oh okay yeah so she got like this broken glass I mean Demi's tattoos are amazing so you definitely have to check out her, oh. her pieces as well but she got that done and I thought as a joke she asked her mates like can you just do this so I can mess with my friend no no guys I get a video of this guy genuinely tattooing it. And my mom's sitting next to me and being like, someone is getting your name tattooed. I, I'm your mother and I wouldn't do that. And I was like, damn, thanks. Cheers. Thanks, Adele. Yeah, thanks, Adele. I mean, I love the love, eh? 
<laughs> but so, but what is it for you about tattoos? I've always wanted to ask you this. Like, what is it? Like, what does it mean for you? Why do you do them? Well, I think many? I think it started off like the same way. It starts off with like basically everyone. You yeah. you start to think like I'll just get one or maybe a few. Like not that much. So I started with one when I was seventeen. Yeah, and. During the first 10 minutes when they started, because it was right at the back of my neck, I was yeah. like, what the hell am I doing? I'm never doing this again. <laughs> but then obviously, that was a lie. I told myself. And then the year after when I turned 18, because actually it wasn't legal to get tattooed under under 18. But yeah, my dad was right there with me. So, you know. Mm. And then the year later, I just started getting more and more. At first, they all had a meaning, you know, and there was like yeah. this was one for my great-grandma and then no, it was already like the third tattoo I got that didn't have any meaning um, <laughs> or even the second one really. But then I kind of gave meaning to it. So I got yeah. this tiny hand tattoo that at the back of my arm, really yeah. stupid placement now afterwards. And then everyone was like, what does it stand for? And it was like, so obviously it's a hand. So it stands for everything that I do, not just with my oh. hands, but like everything. And then I was like, people actually buy this crap that I'm telling them about my <laughs> tattoos. Yeah, and then I just started getting more like, I got one with, I call my grandma a nanny and I even got it on my wrist. She hates tattoos, so she wasn't happy when I got it. She was like, I love the meaning of it, but I don't like the fact that you got another tattoo. How does she feel now about it? I mean, look she at She hates now. them all. Like every time <laughs> she sees me, she's like, are you really getting more tattoos? And I'm like, well, obviously, like, I work in a tattoo shop. What, what do you expect? Like, Not only do you work in one, but don't you co-own it as well? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Actually, yeah, yeah, I do. I do. So I think that, I, I don't know. And I think, like, ha just to add on, so it doesn't seem like I'm the only person, but I'm sure when people maybe don't even know you, they make quite a big judgment just because you have tattoos. Oh, yeah, I get yeah, I get that a lot because yeah. I did get my bachelor's degree and I am quite capable of being like, let's say, like an office manager and stuff like that. I could perform like I could come across very professionally and stuff, communication and all. I like I wouldn't swear on a a business meeting or something, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but then so I, I noticed it during my my What's the word again? Just during my studies, when I had to yeah. apply for stuff like internship and that, they would see the emails that I've sent, you know, the communication, and they would say, oh, it's so professional. But then when they see me in real life, they're like, oh, you have so many tattoos and piercings. Like nowadays, Dugan and I, we often joke about it. Like when people see us, you can see the judgment on their face and they're like, oh, you must be criminals. How long have you been to jail? Like, you know... <laughs> And even though every like so many people are getting tattoos now, it's still like yeah. a big thing. Yeah, and I'm not sure why, because it feels like I mean, there's so many things in Belgium that we're quite fast forward thinking about. Yeah, but tattoos is not one of them. Because I have lots of friends who have tattoos, and like, I'm not sure why, but some people, and not all people. So before anyone in Belgium is like, no, but that's not me. Yes, of course, but yeah. it's like for the very traditional sense. I mean, you've seen where my parents are from. Mm -hmm. for sure like people are going to be like oh yeah are they from like do they have a co like a sort of conviction history or anything like that and I'm like you know that most of your food like most chefs have a shit ton of tattoos 
Yeah. In the military, you have a shit ton of tattoos. A bunch of CEOs have tattoos. Like, I just don't get the assimilation of the tattoo thing. But I think, yeah, it is what it is. But I think if we link it to, like, the whole delayed gratification with our friendship, I definitely mm-hmm. think that it paid off to, like, you know, that we invested in, in each other. And it may not have worked in the beginning, but I think it worked now. At least I hope so with you. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't get your name tattooed. Yeah, exactly. But, and I think... Yeah. No, like, sorry. No, no, no. But I wanted to ask you, what is a standout experience in our friendship? Unfortunately, guys, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, which has affected a lot of people, but I haven't been able to see Demi for over a year and almost a half, right? Yeah, I think it's like a year and a half now. And I wish I could, really and truly. I miss her yeah. a lot. But what has been a standout experience of our friendship? Like, what is a moment that stands out for you? I have so many, though. I think the funniest story, I think you know when I'm going to tell. But you tell it way better, so I'm just going to go, I'm just going to quickly say it. The funniest story, or maybe one of even our most bonding experiences yeah. that we had, is the night that we went out with Donald to yeah. uh, Bar Helder yes. in Antwerp. And there's this one thing that... Uh, it cracks me up every single time. So Valerie really likes those kind of shoes, those sneakers. They were sne- sneakers, like Adidas and shit. No, but they were like Yeezys, right? No, these are like, yeah, these are Adidas, like triple boosts. It's like a specific type of shoe. It's just like a normal ultra boost shoe. But yeah, these are like, the, I, these are the way cheaper than Yeezys. Yeah. Yeah, 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 these are way cheaper than Yeezys, but I treat these as if they are like my Ferrari car. So, yes. Oh, yeah, I She's really right. thought they were Yeezys. Well, so Vel asks me before we go out, like, I really want to wear these shoes, you know, but I'm scared that someone might puke on them. Do you think someone might puke on my shoes? And I was like, who the hell's going to puke on your shoes? Of course no one's going to puke on your shoes. Just wear them. Like, the worst thing that could happen is maybe someone that spills a bit of beer on them or something. Like, you can wash yeah. that out. That's no problem. And then... So, Demi, did someone I, puke on my shoes? I ended up being the one that literally puked on your shoes and amongst other things. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say as well as other things. But to really set this, so Demi had come up to me because, guys, I don't drink. It's, yeah, I I stopped drinking a couple years ago just because it, yeah, I just really don't enjoy it anymore. But she was like, Val, I know you don't drink, but please come out with me. And I was like, sure, no problem. So we go to this party at, yeah, the place she was talking about. And we walk in and I said to Demi and Dono, okay, I'm going to buy you guys some drinks. Like, let's have a great night, blah, blah, blah. So I end up buying like her and Dono a shot of tequila. Great. Then they, you know, sipping their regular drink, whatever Demi and Dono were drinking at the time. And again, order another shot. And we're like, okay, let's go dance, dance. Okay. So we're having a good groove on the dance floor as you do, you know. And Demi says to me, I need to go to the bathroom. Will you go with me? I'm like, of course. Demi, do you remember what happened next? But I'm not sure if that was before or after I told Donald he's not a friend of mine. Yeah, that was, uh, so yes. that was not yeah. my finest moment. No. <laughs> and he was so upset because he was trying, so, like, not trying so hard, but I mean, they had spent a lot of time together and Donald and I were studying together. And he was like, yo, I'm so happy to be with my friends. And Demi looked at him straight in the face and was like, but you're not my friend. Damn. <laughs> that is that is quite the thing to say to another person I don't even think if a stranger said that to me I would be like you're not my friend I'd be like sure but you know that it's not true so but yeah that was so harsh because I don't even know why I said that like yeah but it's quite contradictionary when you think about how quickly well 
kind of quickly how yeah. I bonded with you and then yeah. telling someone I've seen almost as many times as you telling him he's not my <laughs> friend like yeah but so Demi and I go to the bathroom right and yeah Demi goes and does her thing I'm standing outside like just checking my phone my boyfriend was living in Sweden at the time so we were doing long distance so I'm texting him and you know like 10 minutes go by and I hear nothing from Demi and I'm standing with a bunch of girls waiting for the bathroom because there were only two and I was like damn I wonder if something's wrong because she also hasn't said anything so I'm like okay I knock on the door and there's no answer and I'm like fuck did she fall asleep in the bathroom Demi has a thing where she can fall asleep literally anyway so I'm like damn okay doesn't answer I look at the girl I'm like I don't know really what to do she won't answer so I call Demi on the phone and she answers and then she says Val I'm in the bathroom I'm like yes I am outside the door yes sure I can't open it I'm like so for those of you who know it's like one of those twist locks so you gotta rotate it like 180 degrees for the like lock to actually lock and all she had to do was turn it and I'm explaining this to her and she's like no Val it doesn't work Meaning that she could not lift her arm and turn it because she was so drunk. So she's freaking out over the phone. And I'm like, okay, fuck this. Just speak to me through the door. So then she figures that out. And the girl next to me is like, is she okay? And I'm like, she can't open the door. Like, what do we do? So we're, you know, me and these four Belgian girls are now fucking like, how do we get women out? And... In the midst of this, Demi then starts to puke. And I'm like, oh, God, no. Okay, okay. So then we're continuing on. And then I'm not even sure how. I think you eventually just figured out you needed to get it open so we could take you out. So then I'm, like, carrying you. And I'm not sure what this place looked like before. But this was the first night that they were open in seven months because they had completely redone the entire venue. And Demi puked on their brand new carpet, their brand new (laughs) curtains, and on someone's jacket in the coat section. Really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't even remember. (laughs) But, so, so that happens. But then, I'm, I got Demi on me, and then when we're trying to find Donal, we can't find him, because, shall we say a, we call her the cougar of Antwerp. We, we didn't see her. But somehow had taken Donal and was, you know, flirting with him and they were having a ye old time. Unfortunately, for a lot of reasons, they did not end up going home together. So he comes with me and we get, we finally get Demi into a cab. But the bouncer on the way out, because we spoke in English, me and Donal, because he had his Irish ID, says to us, because it had been quite literally 27 minutes since we entered the club, was like, what happened? <laughs> Because Demi is completely intoxicated and we're holding her and he's like, how much could you both have possibly drank in 27 minutes for this to happen? And I was like, two tequilas and one fourth of a desperado. But I did drink a lot of gin before at Diana's place. Oh, that's true. Uh-huh. I, I completely forgot about those. <laughs> was it that many gins though? Wasn't it like... One, it wasn't many, two. but it was like strong. Like it was oh, like okay. a lot of gin. A lot of gin. Okay. So yeah. that was also before I complete. Oh, yes, because we went back to my place and napped before we went. I forgot. Yeah, true. No. But then, yeah, yeah. We went straight from Yana's place. Oh, interesting. 
See? Different night. <laughs> yeah, different night, exactly. So then we're coming home in the club and Demi is lying on uh, me and then she's leaning against Donal and Donal's coming home with us because we live super close to each other. And while we're in the cab, Demi says to me in Dutch, like, I'm going to puke. And I was like, no, no, because then the cab is like, excuse me, she can't puke in my taxi, people. So I'm like, no, 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 she's not going to puke. She's fine. She's fine. Because we were, we were one kilometer away from the house. And then she doesn't do anything. And then she gets out of the cab and screams in the middle of my street. I just fucking puked in a cab. <laughs> so the cab driver gets out and is so angry and is yelling at me. And I'm like, can you please chill? She didn't do. I'm sitting here. Don't you think that if she puked on me, I would have said something? So she didn't do anything, but it's now still standing in the middle of one of the, it's. I mean, where I lived was a very busy street, hey, Demi. Like, you were literally standing in the middle of the street, like, yeah. I puked in the middle of the fucking cab. <laughs> so <laughs> then we take her upstairs, and then uh, me and Donald carry her, and then she's in. No, no, no. I was consist. I wanted to try to get under the stairs my, by myself because yeah. I told her, like, okay. I got these bitches. And how did that go? It went for two steps and then I fell down, I think. Yeah, then you fell down the, the same two steps that you had climbed. <laughs> yeah. So it didn't work out very well. No. So then we managed to, like, yeah, obviously get her up there. And then when she got into my room, I stayed awake because, I mean, I when I was at uni in the US, like, I just kind of realized that sometimes when someone is that drunk, you just got to stay awake and make sure that they're good. But eventually I fall asleep. And then I wake up in the morning because I'm like, okay, Demi, you know the drill. I got to go to the gym. <laughs> it's, it's workout time my woman and uh, Demi wakes up feeling worse than probably she's ever felt in a long time and what what happened when you woke up Demi let's hear from your perspective <laughs> too ashamed oh, to wow. say <laughs> no no let everyone hear well okay, I just want everyone to know I'm not shaming Demi for this it was probably one of our most close bonding things because when she had thrown up the night before, she puked all over me. I did not care. I've had that happen to me from friends. I don't give a shit. As long as you're safe. I was yeah. a little bit upset about the shoes because she promised me no one would puke on my shoes. <laughs> and I didn't think she would do it. But yes, what happened when you woke up? I mean, you just didn't feel well. So that's one thing. I wasn't just not feeling well. I, f I felt like I was, I was going to die, like. I thought I was rotting from the inside out. Like, that was one of yeah. the worst hangovers I ever had. But, you know, I can only blame tequila for that. So, <laughs> I was feeling so, like, I couldn't move. I couldn't, I could, yeah, just breathe. I was, like, trying, just breathing and not puking. <laughs> and then I turned around. And, like, next to me, like, into my face nearly, there was this pile of dried puke it was like it was grass a cow, it a literally cow looked like grass. grass yeah yeah like dry grass like when grass gets super soaked and then it drives up and then it forms those really thick patches that you can like just pick up and throw away yeah it was literally a pile a pile yeah instead of like you know like the usual puke like soaking into the bed and like spreading out no it was just yeah. a pile i really i wish i i'd know how i did that like yeah, but it's the same for me. I, yeah. I don't understand either. But Demi has now learned a secret in life that I would share with all of you. That South Africa has invented the solution to all hangovers. Fuck yeah. It is called cream soda. 
and as we say in South Africa, it's crimbulence. So I had some, my parents had brought me a, a, a can or two from South Africa and I was like, I mean, I love this stuff, but I think right now you need it more than I do. So I gave a can to Demi and I was like, if you drink this, I kid you not, you will feel better than any time you had worked out. Like that feeling after that, like euphoric feeling, that will be the feeling you feel after you drink this green, weird looking thing. But you and did, I remember you, you did so give it to me like after three hours of me asking to leave and get up and leave. But I couldn't. I just couldn't. <laughs> because the thing is, is that I knew that if you got up, you would feel better when you got fresh air. Like, yeah, you know, I that you like get up and like actually like absorb the world like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I needed to go work out and I had to study. So I had no option. Like I had to leave and then. It got to the point Demi had to leave because otherwise I would have just let her stay. I had to go to a study group, so I really needed to go because we had an assignment. But when I had given her the cream soda, how was that feeling? Was was I pretty accurate? Yeah, I, I felt like I was reborn. Like my hangover wasn't gone for like 100%, but I managed yeah. to get up, pack my stuff, including the sheets I puked on. Like yeah. I got all my bags of shit. I ended up going to McDonald's for chicken nuggets when I wasn't a complete vegetarian back then. And then I ended up driving home and have my chicken nuggets while I was taking a bath. Sounds like a great solution though. Yeah. I mean, all in all, I probably wouldn't change anything about the night except for my shoes. Because it wasn't that I was, I mean, like, it's not that I had, like, that much sentimental value. It was just a little bit hard to clean. It yeah. took a little bit of a while to clean. But other than that, like, I probably wouldn't have changed it because I was just like, this is Demi. It's just funny. But I think another, if you ask me one of my experiences, I'm not sure if you even remember this. When we were at work, the one day, I don't know why, there was an event on our street with the King of Belgium. <laughs> so he had come. And... Demi looks at me and he's like, wouldn't it be funny if someone was dancing while this man rolls down the street like an absolute moron? And I was like, who? Shall I be that moron? (laughs) So then, like, Demi and I were like, okay, sure. So then he was coming because he comes, like, obviously, like, in a whole patrol thing. And on our lunch break, I just decided to stand in front of this area where he was at and just dance like an absolute buffoon. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. I don't know about you. I did, but afterwards, our boss wasn't too happy with it because I filmed the whole thing and she saw it on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. She wasn't that happy, but to be fair, it was on our lunch break. True. And not a soul was on the street because of the king because they had, like, blocked it out and people weren't coming in this direction. And it was also, I think, one of the very rare days in Belgium where it was actually the nicest weather. Like, it was Spain weather, which for Demi is not the best because she doesn't like a lot of heat right I do but just not too much because if it's too much you'll make me sweat but I think actually there were quite a lot of people because they all wanted to see the king but not where we were like lower on the street sure but not like where the store is no so for sure we didn't have any people in the store even no like for four hours not a single soul walked into our store nope because they were down the street where the king was where they wanted to be but I think other than that but I think one story that you tell quite well is when I came to see you at Tomorrowland, you were with your friends and I was with my parents. My parents go to Tomorrowland, guys. I know, right? I think it's quite the flex, actually. I think it's so cute that they go. But I think that was pretty fun. 
That was so much fun because then I had a few different friend groups and it was just so fun. I think it wasn't because of Tomorrowland, but it was, yeah, it was a perfect environment for it. But like you were all getting along and I was like, oh, all my friends. Well, not all my friends, but I was like, oh, my friends are here. And then they were all getting along and Valerie was there, who I think I didn't It, it was some time since I saw you when I saw yeah. you at Tomorrowland. So I was so I, happy I, I found you there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think what's so nice about Tomorrowland that people always ask me about, like, what's the best perspective, is that everyone's so happy. I don't know how they do it, but, like, everyone is in a really great mindset. Like, of all the festivals I've been to, it's also the least violent. I think I know why everyone's so happy there. <laughs> why, Demi? pills dude i don't i don't do it but my friends don't either but like most of them sure pills yeah yeah i mean to an extent of course like it's a lot of like there are drugs and all of that but i think still even then like it's people from so many walks of life and cultures and nationalities True. and stuff but i think for me it's like one of the least violent festivals in europe but i think I really want to ask you because I've never asked this before and I know you were nervous before when I asked you to come but what was it like to meet my family like my parents my aunt and everything like that it was so good but you know you you told me a bit about everyone so I knew yeah. I could expect some I don't know some questions from your aunt because she was like literally yeah. like it was almost like I was applying for a job <laughs> kind of but it was funny and the thing yeah. I love most about your family is they mm. they're all like they just tell you what's what you know they're just also yeah. honest like they'll tell you straight to your face what they think of you and and yeah. uh, what their opinion is on on stuff so I knew when I was there I knew they weren't like being like kind in my, my face and saying shit behind my back no they were just you know, honest, and that's what I really, really appreciate. Yeah. Do you know what my mom asked you? I remember, like, you, you guys obviously spoke for a little bit, and then she just looked at you dead in the face and asked you, like, a very serious question, but I'm not sure if you remember. I don't. She was like, could you please explain why on earth you would ever get my child's name tattooed on your body? <laughs> I'm missing it. Because, like, when I showed her, she, like, you know, she was like, this is a little bit strange like you guys have only known each other for a month and everything like I think like a lot of not a normal one but many people would react in that same way My, she was shocked yeah she was so shocked but I think when she met you she was like no but genuinely but why and then you explained like in the beginning it was a joke and everything like that but I would say like now the relationship at least like between you and my parents is is amazing like when Demi which is so beautiful. I'm so happy and proud for her. She's getting married next year, hopefully oh. next year, if everything goes well in the world. But I remember when my mom found out, my mom was like a little bit teary. She was so happy oh, for you. Oh, that's so sweet. I yeah. remember you telling me, but I'm getting all emotional again. It was like, <laughs> so like, oh. Yeah, no, because I think like you're one of those people where, I mean, everyone has that person in their lives or maybe you weren't even friends with them in high school or wherever walks of life, like, you have those people where you just genuinely, even without knowing them, want everything good in the world to happen for them. And I think Demi is definitely one of those people. Like oh, you, that's so kind. <laughs> you genuinely just want so much good for them and like a lot of love and care and everything. And I'm so happy to see you happy. So it's beautiful. 
I didn't know you were expecting me to cry on your podcast. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm not no. tearing up, but I really like... Remember, I told you guys, Demi acts tough on the outside, you know, that's superficial <laughs> exterior. But inside, she's she's so cute and yeah, emotional. I'm not cute. Stop saying that. No, but you know, one of the reasons I also get got the tattoo is because, you know, sometimes you just meet people and you mm-hmm. get, you, you're like friends with them and you just know that it's, it's, you're gonna be friends with them forever like you yeah. you just know that you can always count on those people and sure. to me you are one one of those people okay. so that's why I I got it and then obviously a lot of my friends said how come you didn't get my name tattooed Bullshit, yeah. and I was like well you didn't dare me to do it <laughs> yeah also and i was like well if you if you pay for it then i i I might consider it yeah yeah i think (laughs) i I even said to you like later like do you want money for getting it done because i like i don't even know how to say thank you for that i like i i don't know it felt like strange especially because demi and i like the one debate that we always have i have zero piercings zero tattoos and she's like it's time you have to either let me do one or the other and i'm like but i don't really want to get my ears pierced it sounds so painful. But you know what the thing is? Like, ear piercings are so innocent. Oh, yeah? Like, everyone gets them in the cartilage. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want a helix piercing. I want a tragus piercing. But these motherfuckers, they hurt. With me, <laughs> they take so long to heal. Like, I prefer oh. any other piercing than in my ear. Except for lobes. Lobes are... They're nice. They heal like within three months. That's chill. But like helix piercings or any just anything in cartilage is like yeah. So what what has been like your weirdest experience at the at the shop? Like tattoo piercing, anything? Like what's something that you're like that was weird as fuck? I had this customer and I had just done her nipple piercings and then she shows me a picture. No, she she shows me a conversation of her and her boyfriend I think at the time and she showed me a picture like can you do this piercing and it was literally a screenshot from 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 porn and it was a clitoris piercing and I was like okay "Uh, maybe you might have chosen a more appropriate photo like I'm not uncomfortable with it but like you really had to zoom in because it wasn't meant, it, like the focus obviously wasn't on the piercing, you know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Interesting. So I was like, yeah, I was like, I could do that if you want. Um, I don't really sure. want to, you know. Like that's also something. That and she wanted some special jewelry for it and all, and I was like, sure, but she didn't. She ended up not getting it done. Oh, okay, Because I think it was more of a request from a, a request from from a boyfriend instead of yeah, like a partner or something really wanting it instead of her being like yeah, this is something I really want on in my no no zone, you know, like that. That's definitely something. No, yeah. but thank you for sharing that one. But no problem. So, in the next part, we have written down in the notes, you know, tips for for people how to use the sort of you know delayed gratification or not u- judging a book by its cover mm-hmm. to really you know, maximize their friendships or relationships or any sort of ship with yeah. another human being. 
what would you say have you had this experience with another friend or, or what do you think is the the purpose behind it do you think it works yeah actually i just had a very interesting experience relevant to it there was this group of friends and i'm with this a girl it was some of Dugan's friends that had a new girlfriend and at the beginning I didn't really get along with because I thought she came off uh, quite rude and all so I kept my distance because I was like I don't want to get caught up in that like I don't want her <laughs> being rude to me I don't feel like it I don't you know so for a while it stayed that way but then eventually she talked to me because she obviously noticed that I was being distant and then we talked and I explained it to her and then later on, I saw her again. Yeah. And I noticed that she was being quite distant herself. But then we talked about it again. And, you know, we talked about other stuff. And I actually got to know her better. And oh, okay. now I think she's like a really chill person, you know. So I did uh, have my first opinion about her. But I did, yeah, change it. Because now I can really see, like, where, where her initial behavior came from. like. Because I got to know her better, I could um, see why she acted the way she did at some yeah. time, you know? Yeah. Because you never really know what's going on in another person's life, right? Like, you don't know if that was a bad day. You don't know if something really bad happened or just that they're not feeling well. Like, maybe they weren't, like, maybe that day just wasn't their best mental day. So yeah, exactly. And also when you're in a group, uh, some people tend to act differently than when you're alone with them. Yeah, that's also fair, yeah. So I just think, like, for me, definitely my tips would just be, like, remain patient and know that everyone's different. I think it is a struggle for me. My natural thing is just impatience and I want to, you know, hit it off. But to be fair, in the same situation, especially, like, the one with Demi, I mean, I wouldn't change any aspect of it because now it's a fun story that we tell a lot of people. And, I mean... I'm so grateful to have a beautiful friendship like I do and hope that it will only continue. And again, hopefully I can see her very soon as well. But I think it's just provided me with such a bigger insight. And I think maybe Demi would agree with this. Like if I didn't have this experience, I wouldn't even think to question like putting in delayed gratification of like, you know, compound interest of like putting in that time to work at things to know that you can get things like this out of it, like great friendships or great work opportunities, anything like that. Yeah, I agree, 100%. Yeah, for sure. But thank you so much for coming on, Demi. It was amazing to have you. If people want to know more about you or the shop or everything going on in your life, where can they find you? Well, our shop is located in, in Belgium, but you can find us on Instagram at Third Soul Tattoo or my work account at Moody Made Piercings. Yes, amazing. And guys, really, if you're ever in Belgium, go give them a look. It's amazing. They're incredibly talented. And it's such a great idea and shop. I'm so happy for them. I think it's going to go amazing. But once again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Demi. Well, it? thank you for inviting me. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Absolutely. As I said before, this is the Everything With Val podcast where we talk about life, current events and travel. Please don't forget to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts share with a friend a family member or whoever maybe you didn't get along with when you first met them and then maybe this is your chance and as always have a great week until next time bye bye